Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on cranberry.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my stand-in co-host today is my company's senior SEO, Scott Van Eck. How's it going today, bud? It is fantastic. There's lots of nice sunshine out the window that I can't quite get in, but I can see it out the window, so that's something. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, John can't make it today, so uh, he was going to have to do it tomorrow, and we didn't want to miss another week. So let's uh, jump into some news. To start with here, uh, <laughs> I, I just wanted to enjoy a little Apple mockery. I, I know there's a lot of Apple lovers out there, and I've got to hold up my image here as an Apple hater. And I heard this great thing. It made me laugh out loud. Uh, apparently, Barbara Streisand went right to the top at Apple because Siri wasn't name right. It was saying Streisand, whereas her name is Streisand, like sand on a beach, she said, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> anyway, she went to the top and they, they said that they'd have it done by uh, the end of September. They'd get it fixed. Well, the comment from the, uh, the newscaster was priceless. He says, ah, you know, with Apple... Making that change will probably require I need to buy another uh, power adapter. And you know what? That's so perfect. <laughs> I can't get over how much I hear about it. I just hear about it. I hear the griping once in a while. Even for the ones that are the diehard fans and how much that stuff changes. Anyway, uh, I'm crappy as all hell telling anything about this, any stories like this. But I just, I was laughing. I've never heard Siri say my last name, but I'm pretty sure they pr she'd pronounce it wrong. So maybe I should go over to the Apple offices too yes. and complain. I think I think I should do that. I could get some good viral, uh, you know, links and stuff out of that. I think. Yes. Oh, totally. And they will listen. I mean, you're Scott. <laughs> well, why wouldn't they? Right? Like you're Scott Van Acti. Know who I am. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, <laughs> his don't name's know, pronounced Scott Van Ack. And everything seems to mispronounce it. But anyway, uh, also as a little fun, uh, fun uh, history here on the 17th of August, it was in 1982. The first commercial compact disc was produced. 1982. Really? That far back, eh? Yeah, I was pretty surprised. Anyway. Um, well, I just bought my first CD player last weekend. <laughs> Excellent. It's pretty well, cool, actually. You know, you know, in keeping with... Uh, People are going to think it's their history. rerun now. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're keeping up with things. That's good. Yeah, I'm good at that. So something that uh, everyone listens knows, uh, I get my get myself in a knot when I talk about Google and when they make changes that really make them make things miserable. Well, Google, I believe in the last episode, John and I talked about how Google was restricting access to the Google keyword tool. Well, Google has further thumbs their noses at low spenders by officially throttling the keyword planner data for low spending AdWords accounts. So before you might've been like, all right, fine. If I have to have an active account, I'll just put in a few dollars and make it work and then I can get access. It'll be worthwhile, right? I mean, the, the cost of a keyword tool is way more than that. Now you have to have a fairly high spending campaign. A high, no, I shouldn't say high spending. You have to have 
not a low spending. And I, I don't actually know if there's been a threshold that's been published yet. There must have been. I haven't seen one yet. Uh, have you seen anything about that, Scott? No, and everything look, looks normal to me, of course, because we've got the client center. So we have all our clients in that account. And, you know, the spends are obviously happy for Google. But I've only seen screenshots, and uh, hmm. that's about it. Well, at least, I mean, companies like our own, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we're, we, we've got active campaigns because we manage a ton of them. But for all those who don't, it's a pain in the ass. I mean, I, 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 just, I, don't, I don't agree with this at all. It's not like it's causing that much of a headache to Google with the massive resources that they have. I think it was a service, and I was always kind of pleased that they were still offering it. But, I don't get how it could save any resources, to be honest with you. It almost seems to me that it would maybe take more computing power. Instead of just showing the number, they have to then display it in, you know, instead of saying 12,000, it says 10,000 to 100,000. Like, that seems like more work than anything. I, I don't know. It's bizarre to me. Yeah, and you're right. And I, and I think I actually delivered that news a little wrong. It's not that you can't get access. You can, but they're throttling the data, just like you said. So instead of giving you an accurate number, they're giving you ranges. Zero, one to 100. 1 to 1,000K, 1K to 10K, 10K to 100K, and upwards. You're right. I mean, I don't think it's a big change. I think it's a way for them to, to make it force you into spending more money. But, you know, if you're spending any money, I'd expect to get the goddamn details. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't agree with this at all. I, I, anyway, I'll just, I've gone through a few shavings of well, teeth since this has come I, out. I think it would kind of hurt them, though, if you think about it, because by forcing you to spend money to see the details, you're not getting the details you need to help encourage you to spend the money. You know, it's kind I of guess. a catch-22, you know, like with the details, you might be like, oh, yeah, I have to go after this target or this whatever. But if you don't see that detail, you might not even, I don't know. I feel like they're going to hurt themselves doing this. Yeah, they could very well backtrack. I don't know. Maybe the argument can be made, though, that you're spending so little that averages like that are, are plenty. Um, I don't know. I guess it depends I just, what the threshold is, too. Yeah, exactly. On another note, uh, Moz, which many of us in the industry know, and perhaps uh, outside of the industry, it's a, a pretty decent site to get good SEO data and do research, has let go, I think it was, was it 23% of their staff? 28. Uh, 28. Wow. There you go. So... 28% of their staff uh, were let go because they are, I, I guess, abandoning their social media section. That's a pretty big move for them because they were going in that direction. And I gather they've decided that they're going to focus back on their tools for SEO, which I have no problem with, obviously. Not the hugest fan of, of social media, so <laughs> I think that's great. Um, however, I, I, it is a real loss. Uh, these are, there's some phenomenal talent in that Moz team. Um, there's one thing that uh, Moz has always been good at is hiring good people and looking after them. So on HireMoz at H-I-R-E-M-O-Z.com, you can see all the people who are available for careers. They are looking for work and you can access them and contact them there directly. I think it's a great idea that they did that. Do you know, is this something that the, the 28% has set up or is this something that Moz did for them to try to help them? Do you know? I don't know. It's a good question. I would doubt it if they could do it. They're all pretty active people, you know. They're pretty uh, go, pretty much go getters. Anyways, I, I tell you, right. they yeah, they are going to be all right. I'd be surprised. I was actually a friend of mine at Moz contacted me to do that to to sort of mention this um, on some of my social channels, and I said sure, but I'm surprised anyone still needs work. I would have thought they'd be snapped up that fast, but 
anyway, I have no doubt they will be. Uh, there's some a lot of talent there, and they've been trained by some of the best. So good luck, guys. There's going to be a lot of really happy companies out there when you come on board. Now to some more Google news. Remember, gosh, how long has it been now? A month? Oh, no, I mean, oh, man, a year, I mean. A year, a year. Could even be two years the way time flies. When Google, Google's Armageddon, or Mobilegeddon, I mean, happened. So Mobilegeddon started showing the mobile-friendly label in search results and, uh, and, and also had a big impact on any website that wasn't mobile-friendly. Well, Google says now that 85% of all pages in the, are mobile-friendly in, in mobile search results. So I love that. Yeah, so 85% have made the change, and as a result, uh, they're going to remove the label. In other words, the point's being made. I, I love seeing stuff like that, like that 85% number. They're basically saying, hey, if you want to rank in mobile, you better be mobile friendly. It's super, super important. I mean, we've kind of known that, but that's sort of Google confirming it. You know, like if 85% of the results are already mobile friendly, well, obviously there's significant importance there. And, and, and it's the points being made, you know. They've, they've really they hammered it down. And if you haven't figured it out yet, oh, well. <laughs> And another piece of news from ThinkGeek again, that was that CD one was from ThinkGeek. Today in geek history, Comic Sans invaded our computers. <laughs> wow. Yes. I'm actually switching all our audit templates to use that exclusively. Oh, perfect. And it came with the release of Windows 95. God, you remember when that came out? What a nightmare that was. It was a, a great change, but so many errors. Just a nightmare. Uh, the days... <laughs> anyway, it's a it's it like it, it is a font that screams fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll, well let's take, yeah we let's go with that. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back. We've got some more Google news, uh, and we're going to be getting into some questions near the end of the show as well. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. It's time to take your ad testing out of the Mesozoic era and into the Ezoic era. Ezoic is the world's first machine learning platform, creating tailored ad combinations to monetize your website. Our automated ad testing not only boosts ad income, but increases page views, improves bounce rate, and will impress the user experience. Start your 30-day free trial today at ezoic.com and join thousands of publishers who are already earning 60% more with Ezoic. That's ezoic.com. Ezoic, make your website smarter. Ezoic is a Google certified publishing partner. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts 
can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session, only on Cranberry Radio, cranberry.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on cranberry.fm, hosted today by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Vanna. All right, next up. I, I thought this was kind of cool. I mean, Google, we know, is pushing AMP. That's accelerated mobile pages to many, many, many businesses. In general, when it first came out, uh, John, of course, speaks to this a lot on the show because he's intimately familiar with AMP, being ahead of so many uh, online newspapers. But it was designed essentially for news organizations, news websites, so they could deliver news on a, on a faster basis and, and Google was going to reward them with perhaps a little more exposure. On June 30th, eBay, of course, being the e-commerce giant, announced they are now serving over 8 million pages using AMP. And this is the first major non-news site that has deployed AMP widely in a production setting. So that's uh, sourced from Barry Schwartz at Search Engine Land. And I thought that was pretty in- interesting, June 30th. So now, that's a while back, but Google has published an AMP tutorial for e-commerce. And you can find that at amphtml.wordpress.com. I imagine it's one of the uh, most recent blogs. It was from August 22nd, so it should be showing up pretty close to the top. And it's uh, pretty extensive. It gets into some of the details that I'd never seen before. Um, uh, frankly, that's because we don't do any AMP yet. Uh, a lot of our smaller businesses haven't jumped on board. And uh, we get it. You know, it's pretty new. And uh, it won't really move the needle much quite yet. It's coming, though. And we're getting ready. So some of the things that they get into, if you've never seen any of the code, it's very different and it's very strict. You have to follow the AMP criteria when you're writing your code, when you're writing AMP compatible pages. Um, so they've got uh, AMP carousels, AMP video. These are all elements that you have to follow. You can only use their JavaScript libraries. It's, it's, it's quite extensive. And there's certain technologies that simply won't work. Uh, it's very stripped down in many ways. Anyways, they're talking about uh, some of the enhancements that are coming, such as carousels that allow people to uh, uh, look through your products if they don't find the immediate one they want. Uh, and, it, and it happens quickly, just as fast as any AMP page, which is great. I mean, that's cached by Google. So you're going to get extremely fast load times. And I would expect that's going to make an impact on uh, a positive impact on sales. However, the jury is still out on that. Another note here, they, they show some of the examples um, uh, of eBay data, this, actually the non-AMP and the AMP-related page. And it's kind of cool to see the exact same content shown in two different ways, stripped down as an understatement. Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen a few AMP pages to now, but it's it's really cool to see the exact uh exact page in two different forms. Uh, last note on this, uh, SEO by the Sea, that's Bill Slosky, pipes in that uh, Apple may be coming out with its own AMP version based on a patent that he found. Bill is the 
tops, man. There's no one out there that does a better job of interpreting these patents. And uh, you can find this uh, news at seobythesea.com. And uh, it was uh, this month, that's August, and it's called Faster Mobile Web. Anyway, it's interesting that Apple decides it has to come up with its own, but what's new? You know, these, uh, and Google and Apple don't exactly see eye to eye. So we'll uh, see how that pans out and whether or not it's truly going to come to fruition. Remember, patents are often filed and are never used, but this certainly seems to be a good, uh, a good bet. All right. Next here, uh, something really obscure, something that uh, I found on uh, Search Engine Roundtable. That's Barry Schwartz's site. And uh, it's sourced from a Reddit thread, or actually a Reddit category, that's the proper term for it, that is all about Google. And someone, honestly, I don't know how they find this stuff, but someone found that if they put in two asterisks in the search bar, search that, they'd only get local results. Now, that was done on the .com, google.com, and hadn't been shown anywhere else, and apparently a lot of European countries are not seeing that. I tested it here in Canada on google.ca, and it does work. You do see only local listings. There is no specific rhyme or rhythm to it. I see no reason why I would see only those other than my locale. Uh, how did yours look, Scott? Uh, it's it's interesting. I'm seeing, again, it's all local You know, within... I don't know, five to 10 kilometers of where I live, give or take. They're not sorted in any kind of obvious order. And I'm seeing a lot of automotive type websites like car dealerships, auto repair, auto body shops. Most of The holidays are doubly important this year, so make your celebrations doubly special. At Kroger, we've got a huge selection of high-quality meats on top of fresh, natural produce, like fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and our Simple Truth Organic Brussels sprouts, or delicious king crab legs with our private selection gourmet potatoes. Whew, had to say that doubly fast. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I've never even been to their website, so I thought maybe it would be pulling from yeah. my, my cash or something, but a couple maybe, but really it's a local museum, a tool rental place, which I haven't been to in probably 10 years. Like it seems just like random local results from what I can tell. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I, I don't, I was looking for the same kind of trend, something that would just show my history, but it doesn't, I mean, I guess it technically could have shown the history of results. There was a certain relevance to the overall category shown. I certainly had done categorical searches like those before, uh, but I certainly didn't recognize many of the top rankings. I thought maybe there'd be ones I clicked through to. That would be really interesting, but they weren't. Now, what is it? When things like this pop up, it's really speculation because, you know, I, I did a few rounds of, of really, really juvenile testing on it, like doing just uh, triple asterisks and then double asterisks with the content. That works. What I'm betting is that this is a portion of something relevant, some sort of a search that Google can use to, to find specific content. Uh, the person I would love to have on the show to answer this is Stefan Spencer. He is all over this kind of stuff. He's a very science-based SEO, and he wrote his own book on Google Hacks, just different ways of doing extremely technical searches within Google. So I'm sure he uh, would have some great insight into this. Or he may just be like us and go, I have no idea. I would really like to test it, and I think I will on mobile and see how that changes. Like if you're, you go downtown or something and you, you do the same search, I wonder if things are going to be prioritized and ordered differently based on where you are more specifically, like like the closest to your phone. Because then I could see a kind of a use for it. But as it is right now, it's somewhat useless, I guess. 
Yeah, I get the exact same results. Well, you know, what would be another thing that'd be interesting is to see whether or not all the ones that are showing up particularly mobile friendly. Mm, yes. The only Maybe way to that's... know that would be to, of course, do a page speed test on all of them. But that might be kind of interesting to see. That'd be a neat uh, find. So, are you defining my afternoon right there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If only we didn't have a billion tasks already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I, I love stuff like that. There's a day when we used to find a lot more things like that. And thanks to the Redditor who posted it. I posted my own thoughts uh, and a link to a screenshot of my own uh, so they can see that it's working in Canada, but really nothing else to show at this point. Well, I think I might test out that page speed concept and see how it works out. Next thing is interstitials. Why don't you go for this? I know this is big news, especially on Reddit. Man, I saw a ton of posts on this. Yeah, so, you know, everybody hates interstitials. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know if that's true. Describe to listeners what those are. Yeah, so basically, you know, you go to a website and you start, I, it's kind of like a pop-up. It's basically the same as a pop-up, but with some differences. But you go to a website, you're scrolling down, you're reading the article, and then up comes the thing. It wants you to subscribe or log in, or maybe it's an ad. They're, they're basically kind of targeted pop-ups, essentially. And Google is really going to buckle down on people that are using them as of January 10th. So there are valid reasons to use them. And if you're using them for these reasons, you're good to go. You know, if you use it for a login prompt or you have to prompt people to accept cookies or terms of service or maybe age verification if you have adult-related content or something along those lines. Small, non-intrusive interstitials that don't drastically affect user experience are going to be okay and you're all right. But if you are not really using them for those purposes, you could very easily see your rankings maybe not plummet, but maybe plummet. Um, you could be in trouble January 10th. And some of those bad versions might be, you know, really blatant advertising that takes up the whole page, standalone interstitials that users need to dismiss prior to accessing any main content on the site, things like that. Uh, so you really, if you're using interstitials on your website, you definitely want to investigate the usage and see if you're going to be safe or not. You know, I, I know myself, I, I see them all the time. It drives me insane where I'm browsing either on the phone or an iPad or something, and the interstitial pops up, blocks the content, and then the little X to close it is off the screen because the yeah, website is tiny. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you crank you click it, you end up clicking the ad. Yeah, and I've got these giant sausage fingers. Like, how am I supposed to do this? Like, <laughs> I mean, and so I, I'm guessing that Google is going to see those and be like, you're in trouble. You're not mobile friendly anymore. Your rankings are going to decline. I'm hoping that's what they're going to do because it drives me bonkers. Um, and, and even big sites like London Drugs is is sometimes bad for that. And even Home Depot, which, you know, two sites I frequent quite often when online shopping and stuff. And there are certain instances where that comes up where you click on the product to view the image larger and it, you see half of the image and half goes off the screen. And it's not really an interstitial, but it's still, it's like a usability thing. Be mobile friendly and get rid of your interstitials unless you really, really need them. And I'll be Another happy. thing I think that Google should crack down on our our. Our sites, the one that always comes to mind is the, the, the odd time I get sucked into the Huffington Post. It is the worst site ever for mobile. It's realm of design. It seems to load post-loading. So once you've loaded the page, then all of a sudden things start popping up and the content jumps around the page and you can't read the damn thing. Oh, I and hate that. No idea what they're thinking. That has to just, I, I leave. CNN, CNN does the same thing. Yeah, it's 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 become more common on news sites. I almost wonder if they're they're um, doing asynchronous loading. I think that's when it can show up after the load, and then that's the sort of thing that could. Uh, but I, I wouldn't think asynchronous would show up 
as content and move everything around. I mean, what happened to having placeholders? I almost missed the days where the image border would show up and the the image would load. At least you knew it was coming and it wouldn't jump the page around. I think that's part of the concept here. If they could do that with text even and just have a placeholder, uh, then at least you'd know it's coming and it's not going to move where you're reading and, uh, yuck. And it works for you always have to load the page, go for coffee, come back, and then you're good to go. Yeah, and then then you read, and then all of a sudden something else will pop in there. <laughs> you're moving around <laughs> yeah. again. It's it's amazing. I've found it happens sometimes as much as like 30 seconds later. Like why? And, and the, the amount of stuff that loads is ugh. anyway. I love my ranting. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we have a few questions to answer, and in the end of the show. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at wmetraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Where affiliate marketing gets its buzz and mobile has its presence. Cranberry Radio, online anytime at cranberry.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted today by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Fenna. So the first question comes from Connie Ayubu. Apologize if I butchered your name there, Connie. Does optimizing pagination on e-commerce sites move the needle that much? I've noticed that product pages and home pages rank well, but it would seem as if the category pages could do better. I'm wondering if this could be due to the fact that categories could have up to 10 pages and have similar meta descriptions and page titles due to the way the platform works with having the pagination optimized. Is it worth taking the... I'm not sure what's going on, but Google... uh, End of quote, by the way. (laughs) I'm not sure what's going on here, but Google tends to be... Google Plus is cutting off some of these comments, and I can't find the rest of it. 
I'm assuming is, he's saying, is it worth taking the time to optimize it? So my, my answer right away, Connie, um, is that I do believe you shouldn't be blocking. I read the rest of your, some of your comments and you mentioned you're blocking the paginated pages. I would not do that. Um, I would use rel equals prev and rel equals next to ensure that Google sees that the pagination, they're all connected as one long page. Don't canonicalize to the main page. Just use the rel equals prev and, and next, and it should at least help ensure that there's a connectivity to all of that content. And then Google is a little more forgiving, I think. I haven't tested this extremely well, but um, I'm always careful to say that. But I think they're a little more forgiving when there's a certain amount of duplication in, in metas and such, uh, when there's the rel next and prev. Any thoughts to add there, Scott? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I mean, I can't see his website, so I can't be certain. But I'm willing to bet that his category pages have no content of any sort, probably just product listings. You know, and so getting a little bit of content, try to make those pages worth ranking as opposed to just a head, just a heading for the category and a bunch of, you know, product images or whatever. I mean, if we saw the page, it'd be easier to say, but I'm guessing that's going to have a little bit to do with it as well. One of the things we mentioned earlier in the show, Connie, another thing that might help move the needle a bit, as you put it, is trying out some of the e-commerce for AMP or AMP for e-commerce, I should say, that we talked about. Now, it might be worth a shot. Uh, of course, that's going to, I would think, depend upon the programming language and the platform you're using. Some of them just aren't that friendly yet. I find a little hard to work with because they're uh, proprietary, but uh, give it a shot. I hope that helps answer your question. But when it comes right down to it, don't block it. Use rel, prev, and next. And uh, there's nothing wrong with pagination and getting those pages ranked. Okay, another question here from John Wade. It says, hi, I have a product image gallery near the footer on my homepage, approximately 30 images. Each image links to an individual product page. Is this a big no-no in SEO? Having too many, you mentioned inbound, I know you mean internal. So having too many internal links on the one page. So... <laughs> Your 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 question. Got so I know that uh, you you might have been saying another sentence there, but I hope the, this is enough. When you have that many images or any kind of links on a page, I, I do think there's a certain amount of bleed. Um, I would try and cut them down. Uh, I'd even test. You know, you could try for a, a few months. I have to give a few months these days because Google does take Google does take time to to assess and make changes to its uh, impression of a site. But let's say three months and just try 10 images. Um, I don't know. I would test it a little more. 30 images seems to be a lot to me. I know you mentioned that you're doing some optimization on images, but you also mentioned that there's a five-second load time on your page. That's a lot. Um, and these images, if that's causing the problem, you may, it may not be worthwhile having it there. Any uh, additional thoughts there? Scott. Yeah, a little bit off his question, but I would definitely, you, you mentioned that he is optimizing his images, so that might kind of affect this, but I see time and time again, people have their images scaled, so it's like a thousand by thousand pixel image, they have it shrunk down on the page to be a hundred by a hundred, but yet the actual image file size is massive, um, times 30 images, if that's the case and you're scaling those images, definitely stop that, because times 30, that's going to have a massive impact on your load times. Excellent. Okay, John, I hope that helps. I know that uh, Mark Taylor gave you some good advice there too. So between the two of us, there's something there. I don't remember seeing Rel Prever next there. So that's uh, something you could also look at when it comes to this gallery, when people are clicking on there, if you want them all to connect. Again, I can't see it. I don't know whether that's really relevant, but uh, there's lots to images. Uh, there's lots of different ways of, of working with them. You can also add open or, or schema markup to the images to make them stand out as well. The next question is from Mark Dawson. Businesses such as bankruptcy trustees are far less likely to receive reviews than most other businesses, as nobody wishes to advertise their own perceived faults to the world. 
How can or should businesses such as this overcome such hurdles when reviews are hard to find? I, I kind of riffed at the end there because, again, the, the comment was cut off. This is a great question. Actually, I have a client that uh, does very well. I don't think you'll mind me mentioning it, debtvictoria.com. Victoria gets testimonials, and it's also in the, the debt realm. And I don't know. I'll have to ask him how he gets it. I, but from what I understand, the, the people, not everyone, obviously, are fine saying how happy they are that he managed to solve their issues. And he's got some fantastic testimonials, even a video testimonial. I know bankruptcy trustees, that's a little little harsher. And, and I don't know enough about the industry to know whether or not that you only deal with bankruptcies and whether or not you're too far in the, down the chain, perhaps. Maybe you're not directly dealing with them. Uh, I know one thing from learning, working with this client of mine, that there is a lot more to that that world than I knew before. Uh, there's a lot of people involved. With that said, even if, and I know John Carkett mentioned this in his reply, even if you can't get reviews, if none of your competitors are getting reviews either, that's a level playing field. At least there's that. But I think that just raises the bar on the, the opportunity or, or the possibility of uh, what it could do for you if you could get someone to do it. Uh, and if you want to talk more about that, please do reach out, ross at stepforth.com. I love brainstorming this stuff. And you never know, there might be an opportunity to do this. And in fact, have you done enough research on some of your competition? It doesn't have to be someone local. It could be anywhere in the world that does bankruptcy trusting and, and, and see whether or not they have managed to do it and how. Uh, I get a lot of insight. Any additional thoughts, Scott? Oh, it's just, it's a tough one. Um, yeah. But you know, you, you won't get the reviews if you don't ask. So exactly. just try and, you know, maybe some industries you'll get a, a 20% return with reviews. Maybe you only get 1% here. But if you ask, you'll get some every now and then. Some people won't mind. So Yeah, and they don't have to use their full name. They can just use initials. Uh, you can tell them they can be as anonymous as they, as they want to be. I would just appreciate some insight into how well I've worked for you. And there's tools out there. We actually have one of our own at provenlocal.com. Proven Local has, uh, there's not a lot of info there. It's actually just a, a holding page for a system that we're using. But if you want more information, you can contact us through there and, and uh, we can help you out uh, and see whether or not one of those systems will work for you. I can give you a walkthrough. All right. With that said, thank you for joining us today. On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my stand-in co-host, Scott Fanak. Uh, totally messed that up, but whatever, you know what it's like. Uh, I'm trying to work with different wording here. So... <laughs> <laughs> that said, if you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. You can also email me via rockdepthforth.com. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.